the thing is, the clients don't actually want the website, right? They want, or they, they don't want the digital marketing. They don't want the, the SEO stuff that you're doing. They don't want the social media stuff, except for one thing. They want the result of having done those things successfully. You're listening to Real Marketing Real Fast, the only podcast that brings you unfiltered, undaunted, insider information on the latest tools and technologies for online marketers. Prepare to dive deep into marketing myths, breakthrough models, and cutting-edge strategies that will have an immediate impact on the growth of your business. And now, here's your host, marketing expert, Doug Morneau. Well, welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Real Marketing Real Fast. Today in studio, I've got joining me a gentleman by the name of Lee Blue. He is the founder of a company called Double Stack. And before I get into the more formal part of his introduction and his background, I just want to say that this was a very exciting interview. Uh, Lee brings a lot of energy and enthusiasm to what he does. And I think that if you listen closely, there's a lot of value and a lot of tips, uh, whether you're entrepreneur or whether you're uh, running a larger company or whether you work for somebody else in the tactics that he uses and teaches his clients to increase their sales by moving their price up sometimes by five times sometimes by as much as 10 times so this might sound like a, a, a big a grasp and maybe something that's not obtainable but i just really encourage you to hang in there and have a good listen and then follow up on the show notes when the uh, this episode goes live. So Lee has spent the last 15 years of his business running a, uh, of his life running a web design agency. And the last 10 years, he's been deeply involved in the WordPress community. So he speaks at WordCamps and he presents at the Woo Conference. And he's worked on hundreds of Word, with hundreds of WordPress developers and freelancers through Cart66, the WordPress e-commerce platform that he founded in 2008. And I think you'll find his um, uh, his background in technology, uh, working uh, for the government in bioterrorism uh, may come to uh, as a bit of a surprise, being that he's an entrepreneur helping uh, people like you and I to grow our businesses. So having studied the WordPress community and the uh, economy deeply over the last 10 years, Lee developed the double stack program to equip, say, WordPress operators with tools and the skills and the mindset they need to rise above a saturated marketplace and to really succeed in today's new economy. So his students are trained in delivering profitable business development solutions for the advanced technical skills that they have so he can help them to implement those concepts for both themselves and their clients. And I think that's what's really key. And if you listen in close to this, you'll pick up that this is more than just WordPress. This is really about digital marketing and the opportunities to increase, provide more value for our clients to attain a higher billable rate or a higher contract rate and just uh, separate yourself the you know as they say the wheat from the chaff so i encourage you to sit back tune in listen in and i'd like to welcome lee to the real marketing the real fast podcast today well lee hey welcome to the real marketing real fast podcast i'm super excited to have you share your superpower today with our audience well thanks for having me doug i'm really really excited to be here and uh really looking forward to you know connecting in on, on all these marketing ideas so do you want to give us just a, a high level view of kind of, you know, what you do and how you help your clients? Yeah, absolutely. So the way that I help people, I tend to work with folks that are web designers, WordPress developers, uh, digital marketers, that type of thing. And what I can do is I work with people that have have some skills already, right? So they're not brand new to building websites or anything like that. But uh, you know, sometimes, in fact, I'll work with people that have lots of skills, like they have photography skills, videography skills, they can do branding online and offline, build websites, all kinds of things, but they haven't been able to get the, the, the number of clients that they need at the prices they, that they really want or that they're really worth in order to grow the business that they've always wanted. And instead, what they end up doing is most, most of the time out of desperation, they tend to lower their prices and kind of get into this price race to the bottom. And so what I do is I come alongside and say, hey, let's fix that. Let's actually change the way that you view yourself, the way that you view your business, the value of what you deliver, the value of the relationship between you and your clients so that you actually attract 
long-term high value clients that you can keep working with on a recurring basis so that you actually do scale your business to the level that uh, that you've always wanted. And so I always say one of the things that I kind of like if you had to summarize it in quick little sentence, I'd say I can help like WordPress developers or web designers bring in an extra five to $10,000 per month consistently with a workload that you can kind of handle by yourself without having to outsource anything to anybody. So how does that sound? That sounds pretty appealing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure there's lots of uh, people that uh, in our audience that are listening thinking, yeah, an extra five to $10,000 a month would go, go a long way to grow my business. (laughs) Absolutely. So what's one of the breakthroughs or major success tactics that you've had to help your clients do this? Yeah, that's a, that's a really cool question because it's sort of surprising. And the reason that it's surprising is one of the big things that I think dramatically changes the picture for everybody is actually raising your prices. And, uh, and like another thing that I say all the time is let me show you how you can charge like five to 10 times more than you're currently charging without pricing yourself out of the market. And when you say a sentence like that, you know, you know people's eyebrows <laughs> are raised up a little bit. Like, how do you how do you do that? Like, how can I charge, you know, $5,000 when I'm used to charging 500? without pricing myself out of the market. And really, of course, the answer is you have to stop selling technical services and you start selling solutions to like the business problems that people have. In fact, one of the things I'll also say a lot is, uh, you know, let's stop being like a web design business or a WordPress business and turn yourself into a business consultant and you power the results that you recommend with your online skills. So you really have two two stacks of knowledge. the, The program that I do is called Double Stack and it's called Double Stack because there's the business development stack and then there's the tech stack. You show up as that business development consultant and you have the technical chops to pull off your recommendations. So you can do all of these things on your own. And when you do that, you fundamentally change the nature of the problems that you're solving. And that enables you to charge five to sometimes 10 times more than what you were currently charging without pricing yourself out of the market because you end up giving your client a level of success that goes beyond what they could achieve on their own, that goes beyond what they could get from someone else, because you're showing up with leadership. And when you bring leadership to the table, that breeds confidence. And when there's confidence, there's high ticket investments. So that's kind of the main you know, shift that I was able to make. That, that's the main breakthrough. That's amazing. I, I've, never, um, I've never talked to somebody in your space that's ever uh, articulated that. Oh yeah, yeah, I definitely think it's a unique approach. It's a it's really a fundamentally different tactic from um, almost everything that I've ever seen with especially in the WordPress world where you know that's open source, the software is free, and so people are having a hard time figuring out like how can I charge a lot of money for something that's free? Well, it's it's you're not charging money for the free stuff, you're charging money for the success, for the results that you're delivering with the free stuff. Yeah, so listeners, I mean, if you um, listen to what Lee's saying, he's talking about uh, solving all your clients' problems. So from a business development point of view, I mean, we, um, I don't build websites. Uh, We do uh, sometimes offer support for our clients and help them to facilitate a WordPress site. But at one particular meeting, we went in and we said, hey, we're not going to be the lowest cost provider. So if you're just shopping for someone to build your WordPress site that's cheap, uh, we're the wrong guys. We'll help you solve these business problems because this is where you're leaving money on the table. Mm Mm-hmm. And that was a that was a six figure contract with a big radio media company. And so exactly what you said, it's like solve their problems, show them how they can leverage what, you know, the skills that you've got to make more money. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So what are some of the myths around this? I mean, so that sounds good. Hey, I I can uh, make five to 10 times more. So what, what did the naysayers say with that sort of approach? Uh, they're they're all. <laughs> it's surprising that you go out there and you try to you know offer a different approach to people to how to you know connect in with your clients and, and price your business and all that stuff. And of course, you know some people immediately resonate with it and think that's fantastic. Let's do it. But then there's another big chunk of folks that are the naysayers. They're like, oh, you can't do that. You're overcharging people. I mean, how can you just spin up a quick little website and you know and charge you know ten times more than everybody else? And and, and how come that's not abusing your clients or gouging them or whatever? And here's the thing that the thing is the clients don't actually want the website, right? They want, or they, they don't want the digital marketing. They don't want the, the SEO stuff that you're doing. They don't want the social media stuff, except for one thing. They want the result of having done those things successfully. And so that's, so, so one of the, one of the myths is, Hey, you know, what I'm doing, it's not really worth like, you know, if I'm just, you know, using a WordPress theme and I'm not coding anything up from scratch or whatever, then, you know, that's not really worth a high value, you know, offer. That's not, that's not really an expensive thing. But what I'm saying is that if you, there's no way, there's absolutely no way anyone can stay in business if all they're doing is what I call client hopping 
and you know selling these $500 websites because you're not allowing yourself the opportunity to actually do what's necessary to get the results that your clients are really counting on you for. Because nobody wants a website. Nobody wants just to have a website for no reason. What they want is the results that come from that. They want to have more clients, more leads, to be more effective at, their, at communicating their message, to be able to nurture client relationships you know, in an automated way so that they've got the ability to leverage their time more effectively. And so if you can put the tools in place, like in fact, like the tech stack part of, of where I really come along to help with help people, I don't really teach people how to build a website. I give you technical tools that have business oriented outcomes, which means things that help you book calls, or maybe you can get like some email marketing, like some drip campaigns or some sales funnels, or maybe a little bit of e-commerce into the mix, or you know, things that really make a big difference for your clients. And you just can't do enough of the things that matter if you're only charging like $500. It doesn't give you don't, you're not, you're allowing yourself enough time to actually put the stuff in place that matters. And then on top of that, if you're not onboarding clients into these ongoing retainers where you can continue to work with them month after month, you're not giving them the level of service they really need. Because even if you deliver a fantastic product, it's the equivalent of like giving somebody like this Lamborghini, sticking it in their driveway, but never putting fuel in the tank. And so it never goes anywhere. They just, they just, it doesn't do anything for anybody. It's almost worthless at that point. So you have to have that ongoing relationship. And when you do that, what you're going to find is the value of what you're delivering goes way up. The, the amount that you can charge for that goes way up. And, and the biggest myth is that, hey, if I could charge less, I'll win more clients and it'll be better. And the reason that's a myth is if you put this low ticket offer or this low ticket price on a high ticket offer, nobody is going to believe that the offer is in fact as high value as you claim. It's, it's another thing. So <laughs> yeah, have you true. ever been to like, like New York or something? Yep. Yep. And they like... You see those those fake Rolex watches out there, right? And so you see this Rolex watch and somebody hands it to you and you're like, oh, that looks great. What's the price? And they're like, oh, it's 50 bucks. And you're like, you immediately are like, oh, that, there's no way. <laughs> there's no way that's a Rolex for 50 bucks, right? <laughs> that's right. Yep. But here's the thing. What if it really was a Rolex and someone said it was 50 bucks? You would still think there's no way that's a Rolex watch, right? Yeah, Absolutely. And so that's one of the things that will go go haywire with your pricing. It's like if you lower your price to the point where there's no way that the client is going to look at what you're offering and say, you know, it's just too incongruent. I mean, there's just no way that a low, a low price like that, nobody can do all that stuff. There's no way that the Rolex is 50 bucks. And so even if it is a Rolex, putting that price tag on it is going to disqualify you and you, and you lose clients. And so, uh, so that's why lowering pricing is just a really bad idea all around because it's not good for you. It's not good for your clients. It doesn't produce the kind of results that your clients really need. And, the, and you just end up burning yourself out. Well, and I guess if you keep your prices like that, then if you do want to scale and build a team, now you've got margin to have a team because you're solving the business problem. And, you know, I work with a variety of vendors who are service providers to us for our clients, and they're really good at their technical side. So you, like you said, you know, split up the technical, the double stack, mm -hmm. but they're not good at getting clients. So they're happy to have me as a client because I send them lots of business. So, uh, you know, I do what I do well, solve my client's marketing problem. They do what they do well, which is just pure technical, but they obviously have the opportunity to do what you're suggesting and do both sides. Exactly. Yeah, that's a, a really good point. And, and that's another thing too. It's like, I know that what I'm offering in terms of like the, the training and everything is not for everybody because there's some people out there and, and like, I'll probably like, when I talk to someone if, if, to see if they're interested in, in kind of working together on, on some of these concepts we've been talking about, you know, I'll ask a, a lot of questions up front to see if it's a good fit for both of us. And if it's not, then that's totally cool. And I don't, but I don't want to onboard people into, into working with me if they don't want to do both things. Because sometimes people just, hey, I, I just want to do like all kinds of coding and JavaScript stuff and, you know, just really dive deep into the code. And I'm like, oh, that's great. Well, let me refer you then to, maybe like some recruiters that I know that can really put you in an agency where you can just dive as deep into the code as you want. You don't have to worry about anything else because other people do the other stuff. And so, yeah, so like connecting in with, with somebody like you that could refer them work and business. You know, there's, a, there's definitely a group of people out there where they just want to do a fantastic job for their clients. And I don't want to be misleading in any sense that, um, you know, like thinking that people that aren't doing both things are somehow doing something wrong or bad. But the problem is there's people out there that, want to have their own business, they kind of want to run their own show, kind of build their own thing, but they're acting like they are applying for a job at an agency. And you look at their website, it looks like their online resume. And, you know, 
people that they're trying to attract. So you say, hey, who are you trying to work with? They're like, oh, I'd like to work with small local businesses in my area and things like that, like chiropractors, dentists, local restaurants, real estate people, whatever. And then you look at their website and you're like, hey, do they even know what, what SEO is or PPC or CSS? <laughs> and it's yeah. like, yeah, it's just, there's just, it's totally incongruent. And so, um, so if you're there, if you're the kind of person that just wants to do the tech stuff, you need to partner up with, you know, go, go get a job at an agency or something like that, because you're not going to be able to onboard the clients that you want by offering them things that they don't understand. Does that sort of make some sense? It, it does. And, you know, I have a tendency to get, uh, you know, often too much into the tech because I really like it. So I do a lot of work in the email space. So I find myself going down there. It's like, no, like you said, the client doesn't really care. They just care about the end result. If we push the button, will I see the cash register ring? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So how do you help people transition? Because to me, that sounds like a pretty major mind shift. If you've read, what's his name's book, the uh, work, work on your business, not in your business. He talks about not being the technician who's always in there just doing the work, but uh, you have to spend time on business development. So mm -hmm. how do you transition people from uh, I'm a tech guy to, well, now I need to think, uh, you know, look bigger picture? Yeah, that's that's the the heart of the the way that I help is is making that fundamental transformation. And there's really two points to kind of draw out with regard to to making that shift. One is it's not an informational type of a thing, in the sense that you're not like learning a new skill, like not like learning how to you know write better JavaScript code or whatever. It's really more of a transformational thing where you're actually taking taking an inventory of the skills that you have, the interests that you have, and you really think. If, you, if I had to distill it down to one sentence, it would be, let me show you how to intentionally pursue the clients you can serve the best. And that's the short sentence. And there's four things packed into it that are really important. First is the intentionality. So let's, let's say, hey, you, know, you don't accept every single project that comes across your desk because you can't serve every single client the same, with the same degree of effectiveness. For example, like myself, like I work a lot with doctors and people in the healthcare space, especially like functional medicine doctors and chiropractors that really try to get down to like the root cause of issues as opposed to kind of masking them with like medicine. Yeah. And so like if I were to work with a doctor, I've got a lot of experience and knowledge and, and history that I can apply to that particular field. Whereas if somebody like in the automotive industry came to me, like I don't know anything about cars. And so I can't serve them at the level that I would be able to, to, to help like a chiropractor or a doctor or something like that. And so the intentionality is, is step number one. And so the, again, the sentence is like, how do you intentionally pursue the clients you can serve the best? Step number two is the pursuit. And the pursuit is get on the offense, right? Like don't just rely on like hope marketing where you just sit around and hope really hard somebody comes by <laughs> yeah. or just only rely on word of mouth referrals or just something where you're just totally out of control and you're just kind of hoping things work out. In fact, you know, put together an offer and then go out and make the offer to the people that you can serve the best. So pursue them, like be on the offense, like go out to where they are and talk to them. And then that brings into, you know, the, the serving side of things, because a lot of times when I talk to folks, you know, their number one complaint is, I don't have clients. I don't know where to get clients. I, you know, getting leads and clients is just my, my biggest problem. And then like, I'll walk them through, like I've got this little four-step process where we kind of uncover where you can find different clients that are kind of in your life or whatever. And we can normally uncover like a dozen or more right off the top of our heads. And I'm like, okay, so why are you not working with these people? What's the problem? And they're like, well, you know, those are my friends. I don't want to like, you know, high pressure sales on them or whatever and, and kind of like wreck that relationship. You know, like the, have you, no. you ever know anybody that's like in uh you know, that sells like bags or, or vitamins or one of those multi-level marketing things. Yep. It's like, I mean, how many times has somebody invited you out to coffee or to dinner or whatever? You think they're your friend and then it comes, it just turns out they want to sell you bags. And then if you don't want the bags, then you're not friends anymore. And so that's the kind of thing where you know, nobody wants to be that person. Everybody wants to be able to just be nice and be kind. And that's where the serving comes in. Like, I don't even, I don't, I don't even say I sell things to people. I serve them and making the difference, the shift from selling to serving. What that means is you don't say, Hey, you know, your website is trash. Let's build a new website. Let me sell you a website. Instead, you fundamentally understand the problems that your client is going through. And then you take an inventory of your technical skills and think, Hey, you know, what can I do that's going to solve those problems online? And then you make an offer and you do it in such a way that you're serving the client. Like hey, this is something that, that will be helpful to you. And if you want to do it, you know, if it's a good fit and you like it and, you, and now is a good time, great. If not, maybe later would be fine too or whatever. It's like, it, it's, it's a, it's just an offer to come alongside and help. 
And then the fourth part is the best part. You know, so intentionally pursue the clients you can serve the best. The best kind of goes back to kind of full circle, back to the intentionality part. Like I can work with doctors better than anybody else because I've got, you know, 10 years of experience building websites for doctors. Or, you know, like who are the people that, that you have the advantage of being able to help in a deeper and better way because you understand what they need. You can really empathize with the problems that they have. And your particular skill set is really dialed in to solving those issues. So, like, so for example, what if in addition to building websites, you can also do photography and you can also do videography and maybe you've got some offline branding skills too. Like you could do logos and stuff. Well, maybe working with like a local restaurant would be a great, a great market to go after because you can build their website. You could design their menu. You could sure. take pictures of their facility. You could yeah. do some videos. You could use your skills that might not apply to a chiropractor, but you but would apply great to local restaurants. So that's the best part. So intentionally pursue the clients you can serve the best. That's really how you make that shift. Does that, does that kind of make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's so refreshing to hear you speak like this, looking at your background, because when I was looking through your website, I got, you know, I, I went immediately into the technical side. And I assumed that most of what you did was technical training. So it's so encouraging because, you know, you look at your affiliate markets, I'm in a mastermind. And one of the guys in the mastermind is a, a single dad. And so he's now working with other single dads who are entrepreneurs to help them build their business so they can have that work-life balance of what happens when you're a single dad. So there's, a, you know, like to your example of the chiropractor, he's found the niche. Mm -hmm. People can relate. I mean, he has experience. I couldn't, I couldn't service that market because I don't know what that's like. Exactly. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> so, so do you have a specific example, a case study, um, a client or somebody that uh, you can share, you know, an example of how you help them transition from, you know, this is what I was doing to kind of here's what's happened after I've been through the process? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I've got more than we could, we could go through. Let me give you a couple just right off the top of my head. So, uh, so one guy that I was working with that comes to mind first, his name is Jim. And uh, he and I actually were just texting a few minutes ago. And he's a really interesting situation because he had never sold a website to anybody before he and I started working together. Like his wife has a business and he built her website and he's been able to you know, build websites for other friends, kind of like on trade or barter or whatever. And, and he's got good skills. Like he knows how to do the stuff, but he just couldn't onboard any clients. And so, so he and I started working together and really solved that problem by making the shift that we were just talking about from, you know, hey, instead of saying, hey, let me build you a better website, he came alongside and said, hey, let me solve some of these issues that you have with your business so that you can actually, you know, do a better job maybe with the website you already have. And so what we did is like, I have a couple of different, different like, training sessions that he went through. One was about like a, like a methodology for writing proposals. Another one was on setting pricing and things like that. It's like, all right, Jim, take a look at those, those lessons and give it a shot, you know, right. Cause he had a client in, in, in line and like this coffee roasting business. And uh, he said, okay. And so he took a look at the lesson and sent it my way. And then I was able to then edit the proposal that he was working on. And we went back and forth. We probably spent maybe five hours kind of working on it with him over the course of a couple of days. And, and so what he would do is he would send it to me. I would then make edits and then he would, uh, you know, apply the techniques because it's really important to me that, I mean, I know there's a lot of courses out there where they, they have these swipe files or these templates. It's $25,000 website <laughs> template, you know, whatever. Yeah. And like, I, I hate that stuff because- You get those too, eh? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. You just, you can't be on Facebook without seeing them. <laughs> But the, but the reason that that grinds my gears is I want people to understand why it's working. So that when you're writing an offer, like what if it's just like for 150 bucks a month to do a little thing? You're like, I want you to be able to write an offer for that or a proposal for that. Or what if it's a $25,000 project? I want you to be able to write a proposal for that. And you know, there's a methodology for doing it. And I want to make sure that everyone I work with understands how it works so they can then take these skills, apply it to their business going forward and take the same skills and apply it to their clients business so they can get you know better success communicating the message that their clients have to their customers so anyway so i did all this with jim and uh i said okay finally it's all dialed in you know go ahead and, and share this with your with your client now and he did and i remember it was a friday afternoon he texted me back and said well they accepted the whole thing it was an eight thousand dollar contract with a 950 per month retainer on the back end so it was a huge thing it was his very first client 
And so, I mean, that's like a huge that's win. A, that's a great first client. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, he was obviously really, really excited and happy about it. Uh, a couple other quick examples, just working with one guy, Charlie, he, he's, I think he's landed maybe $25,000 in the last six weeks in new business. And uh, prior to working together, uh, he had been at this, he's, he's got some videography and photography skills too. So he can build websites and do all that other stuff. And he had some clients in the past because he's kind of been at it for years. And he said, but I just can't, I, every time I try to ask somebody to kind of do more stuff, to kind of onboard them into some sort of like marketing package or whatever, you know, nobody wants to spend any money on that. It's just impossible. And so I walked him through the same concept of how, how do you actually connect him with clients in a way where you're solving some, some urgent problems that they have, you know, tapping into that urgency because it's a big problem. You're changing the nature of the problem that you're solving. And so I walked him through that process and, uh, and he was kind of, kind of timid about it. He's like, well, I, I guess I'll try it. But you know, he wasn't really feeling a whole <laughs> lot of confidence in it because he hadn't had any success for so many years. And then he, he texted me again. I think it was like on a Tuesday. He's like, well, it worked. And he on, onboarded a $3,000 project right off the bat. And then I didn't even know he was doing it, but he went out again on, on that Friday and had another meeting and he texted me again. He's got this great sense of humor. And he said, uh, he's, he texted me and the, and the title of the text was, oops, I did it again. That's funny. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that was great. So those are just two. We could go on, but it's probably too much. I've always found it, it it's great if you're, if you're prospecting and making sales calls after you get a win like that. That's the best time to, to phone your next five prospects in line because your attitude and your energy is in check. Yeah, you really build up some momentum, some confidence, and you really begin to change how you view yourself, how you view your work, how you view the value of what you do, how you view the nature of the client. Everything fundamentally changes when you, when you kind of have that momentum going. Well, I think the toughest sale always, at least for me, is always the one that you need. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, as you're growing and scaling your business, so wh wherever stage you're at, whether you're expanding and you need more money for your new team or whatever it is, it's the one that you need that's always the toughest one. It's when people are phoning you when you're already super busy and then it's easy to sort through, like you said, and pick the stuff that really fits what you can do and contribute and help people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So what do you see coming down the pipe? What are you most excited about maybe technology wise or, uh, you know, word uh, press wise or your business development? Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited about a lot of things. And like one of the things that I'm, I guess if I had to pick the thing I'm the most excited about is uh, like, again, I, I primarily work with people that are, that are building websites and, and online. I really call it the online presence because it's more than just a website, of course. There's lots of things going online. But the thing that I'm so excited about is like, I've been doing this for like almost 17 years now. And when I first got started and, you know, I had a, a super duper technical job, actually, I, I actually was doing bioterrorism surveillance for the United States government. I had a computer science degree. I got out of college. That's what I was working on. And it was, um, it was, do you remember back when like anthrax and like the bird flu and everything yeah. was kind of yep. a big thing? Yeah. Well, that's, that's kind of when I had this job. And my job was to like, you know, crunch numbers. And, and basically what I was doing was analyzing the emergency medical reports that came out of like, uh, like hospitals and stuff all up and down the East Coast to try to figure out if there's some sort of a health anomaly going on. Like, for example, if, you know, in you know, New York City, everybody's coming down with some sort of weird respiratory thing. Well, you know, maybe that's a problem that we need to, you know, to trigger some sort of an alert. And so I was doing that. And in the process of kind of getting into that work, I began to think, wouldn't it be great if I could also kind of run my own business and do more like web design stuff. But I had those like super strong technical skills. And so, and there was no such thing as WordPress or any easy way to build websites like Wix or Weebly or Squarespace. None of those things existed. And so, so you, in order to get online at all, you had to have some really strong technical skills. And that was kind of what I would call like phase one of kind of the, the WordPress world or whatever, kind of before it existed. Well, phase two, I think there's three phases. And the, the third one, I think, is the most exciting. And I'll get to that in just a second. Phase two is, was, well, WordPress came around and like, you know, I was getting work from like ad agencies at this point because I kind of made the shift out of, out of working for the government to working for myself, building websites and so forth. And I would get clients from ad agencies and like people that would do direct mail campaigns and stuff. And they wanted like a, a website that kind of corresponded with their offline marketing campaigns. And in particular, we worked a lot with like college applications, like people trying to you know get students to go to college. And so they would eat, they would paper mail them like an application to apply for the college. And in addition, in that packet would be, hey, if you want to apply online, you know, go here with a special code or whatever, enter a little code. And then now your application is kind of partially filled out based on the stuff they know about you already. Yep. And so it kind of makes it easier to fill out the app. So using pearls, I guess. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty, just little, just little, little, basically combining what they knew from their, ma their offline mail file. Yep. 
to putting it inside the, the web app. And so, and that was really cool. And, and the ad agencies couldn't do that themselves. And so they hired me to kind of outsource that more complicated stuff. <laughs> That's cool. And yeah. so, but then what happened was, you know, this big shift came and in, in, in version three of the web development world emerged, which was, you know, it's pretty easy to do really complicated stuff now. Like e-commerce is a thing that you just put a plug in on and next thing you know, you're, you're selling stuff and it's secure and, and it's safe. You know, like all like PCI compliance, which was another thing that I, I dove deep into a few years ago to make sure that, you know, credit card payments were secure. Well, that's easy now too. And like securing your website and, and hosting your website and all the things that used to be complicated are now pretty easy, or at least they're significantly better than they were before. And we've kind of ushered in this third era of, being a web developer, which is you can do a ton of things all on your own. And so the initial inclination would be to think, oh, well, my job is gone now. The ad agencies, they don't need me anymore because they can do multi-page forms and e-commerce and everything on their own without having to write any code. But the truth is you can too. You can do all of that same stuff all on your own without having to without having to have the overhead of an entire ad agency. And so while the ad agency might be charging 30 or 50 grand, you can come in and charge 15 or 20 grand and still, you know, make a, a great living, give yourself a huge opportunity to really do awesome work and deliver a much better outcome than in terms of the return on investment than working with this huge ad agency. And that's why I think it's the most exciting time to be in this space because you can do so much stuff on your own. Like you can, like, I, I would say probably even five years ago, it would have been really difficult to do both the business development and the tech stack all together in one person. And, and like we talked about in the beginning, like if you want to make an extra five to 10 grand per month, consistently with the workload that you can handle on your own now is the time to actually be able to do that because like you can you can learn how to do the business development like i can show you how that part works then i'll show you how to how you can like put the tech skills together to be able to implement the things that result in those types of outcomes that you're going to be delivering to your clients and you can do it all on yourself all by yourself and the way that it usually works for example is i generally suggest people sell a website for about five thousand dollars and that brings you know it, it can range you know obviously you scope it based on what the client really needs and you know what's what the project's all about but as a for a target you know shoot for about a five thousand dollar build out which includes the website some email stuff their social media facebook whatever they need to do all the things online building it out up front five grand for that and then try to get a retainer for about eight hundred and fifty dollars per month and that's what that looks like is if you've got an hourly rate of about 85 bucks an hour you know, see if you can arrange for about 10 hours per month with that, you know, work working with that client. And what that looks like is, you know, you're talking about two or three hours per week. You're like Monday morning from like nine to 1130, you know, four, four weeks in the month that adds up to about 10 hours. So you're not asking them to hire you on like full time or anything like that. It's just like a little bit of time so that you can give yourself the opportunity to really dial stuff in and keep things going. So like, if you're like, you, you, you mentioned that you do a lot with email, well, then you would know that, those aren't static things. Like you have to see like where in my email automation workflow are people falling off? How can I tweak that? Or what can I add to make, you know, branching logic, you know, to, to, to really get the right information to the right people at the right time and really up those conversion rates. I mean, you have to look at that stuff from time to time. And so it is too with, with everything, with landing pages and all other kinds of things that go on, you have to be there tending to that stuff for a little bit. And if you can do that for about 10 hours per month, now you're making 850 per month off of the, uh, off of that retainer. So you've got this $5,000 site on the front end, you've got this, you know, 850 per month kind of retainer on the back end. So over the course of a year, that's over, that's like, was that $10,200 just on the retainer. And so now you've got this $15,000 annual client. And if you want to get an extra five grand a month coming in, that's like four clients over the whole year. Sure. Which is a workload that you can do on your own without having to outsource it to anyone else. And you're only working like two and a half billable hours a day out, other than, you know, after the build out part, the retainer is only two and a half billable hours. And you can, and how many, I mean, you can, what if you wanted to work five, right? Now you're up to six figures and you can do that on your own. And then if you want to scale beyond that, then fantastic. But now you can do it in a way where you're not just rolling the dice being like, oh man, you know, I could bring on a copywriter or I could bring on someone to do whatever, uh, you know, whatever, whatever the other skills are that you want to bring on. You don't have to be like, man, I hope I land another project next month or otherwise, what am I going to do? You've got this recurring income to now you're maybe, maybe you're making 8K per month. Maybe you're making 10K a month, 12K, whatever. And you're like, hey, it's time to bring someone on. 
Well, you can do that with a confidence knowing that next month you're also going to be making the same as you did the previous month because you've got that reliable recurring revenue coming in as opposed to just kind of rolling the dice on landing big projects every once in a while. And I don't think that you could have done that you know, five or six years ago in the same way, at least not in the same way that you can today, because everything is there for you. All the tools are just kind of sitting right there, but nobody's putting them together in this high value way. And so that's, that's the thing. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, I talk to people and they have all these tools. So they have a WordPress site. They have all their social media sites. They pro the, Most of them or lots of them have bought click funnels and lead pages and they're using mm -hmm. Unbounce. And so they've got this whole plethora of tools and they don't understand how to use any of them. But because of the ads or the Facebook or the whatever groups are in or the email marketing, they've signed up thinking this is the next thing. And every month they're paying, but they're not using them. So like you said, if you can put all those pieces together and you become their, their back end to do all that, you're, you know, you're helping them in a big way because right now that money's just going out the door and it's not producing anything. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's the, that's the whole, the whole thing. And, 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 and to your point there, if you go and say to somebody, Hey, let me build you a sales funnel or Hey, let me build you a website or let's do email marketing. They're immediately going to say, Hey, I'm already doing that. And it's not working. This is trash. I don't want to do it anymore. And so you'll, you, you can't connect in with clients like that. But if you said something more like, Hey, do you feel like, you know, are you connecting with, with enough clients? Are you, are you getting the leads that you need? Are you burning yourself out? Do you feel like you're just, you know, every day you go to bed unable to sleep because you're thinking about all the stuff you didn't do yesterday and now you're trying to figure out, well, tomorrow, good grief, I got to climb an even higher mountain and you're just feeling like you're burning yourself out, ineffective use of your time, all the stuff that you have isn't working for you. Like, do you want to solve that problem? And then, of course, everyone says yes. I mean, but do you see how there's a <laughs> fundamental change? Sure. Because you're still going to use the same tools. There's no like magic tool that nobody knows about. You know, <laughs> no, it's not, it's not, not like, yeah. you know, you and I are sitting over here and we know the secret sauce to, to rank everybody number one on Google, but no one else. I mean, there's no such thing as that. But there is such a thing as how do you actually take the tools that are out there? Because they're really, really nice tools that weren't available just a few years ago. But everybody's still selling websites like it's five years ago. And uh, and that's why that's why the price race is just you know, everybody's going right down to the bottom. Well, and, you know, to your point of the retainer, I mean, I, you know, the way I think of a website is once you launch the website, that's when the work begins. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> because I have a site, but I have no, no information now. I have no metrics. So I need traffic. I need to be able to test stuff. I need to see where people are visiting, how they're using the site, what they're signing up for. And then I need to start tweaking it to, you know, I, I think of it as tuning a car. You know, if you want the car to run, you know, at, at top performance, you got to make sure the mechanics tweaking it. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's adjusting the shocks or it's adjusting the exhaust or whatever it is. You got to keep tweaking the thing if you want maximum performance and building a website and going, I'm done. I've arrived. Uh, <laughs> it's going <laughs> to yeah. be a little disappointing. Exactly. That's a really good point. So what's some of the bad advice you hear out there around this? Oh, yeah. The, the bad advice is, uh, it, well, there's a couple of areas. I, I, I continue to fall back on the pricing because one of the things that I see all the time is this downward pressure on price, especially with, when it comes to building websites. Because, uh, I mean, all the way to like zero, like I've seen ads on Facebook where people will build you like a Facebook uh, for a, a WordPress website for like $50 or like on Craigslist, if you've ever looked at that for like web developers or web, web designers, whatever on, on Craigslist, which for whatever reason, I, I never even thought to look there until you know a couple months ago. But <laughs> yeah. um, you know the, the offers on there, like, hey, you know, hundred bucks, I'll build you a website. Or you know, what if you, what if like my daughter takes piano lessons? She, she's actually an amazing p pianist. She's she's fifteen, but she's taking lessons to become a piano teacher. And so it's kind of a unique type of lesson. It's like piano lessons for teaching piano rather, rather than just playing it. But anyway, her piano teacher, she knows that you know that, you know, Kendall's dad is a digital marketer, web designer. Can I, you know, can he build me a better website or whatever? Yeah. And so we talked, and it was like, you know, you don't need a $5,000 website. You know, just go over to Wix, put up a couple of web pages and, you know, a contact form and your phone number and you just start with that. And it's free. How about that? And so the, uh, so the, what, what doesn't work is when people say, Hey, why don't you just lower your price and get more clients in the door because your price is lower. Or here's another thing. How about people that say, Hey, no, I can't go out and start making an offer yet because I don't have a portfolio. Like I don't have clients. I don't have a portfolio of work to show. And like, you don't need a portfolio. Of work. I, I can tell you right now, I've, I, I've done this for about 17, 16, 17 years. 
And I can tell you, I think I've landed one client over all that time because of my portfolio of work and my website. And it was a guy in California, I'm in Virginia, and he just happened to be Googling around for a WordPress plugin developer who could do this particular skill set that I happened to be able to do and had blogged about. He found me and you know built him a couple of plugins. And uh, it was a great relationship, great guy. But I mean, out of all of that time, you know, one client came in because of my portfolio. And so like, don't waste time on that. Like if you have a portfolio, show it. If you've got testimonials, share them. But if you don't, that's not a roadblock to saying, you know, to, to, to being able to go out and have your, like we, we literally just talked about Jim, his very first client. He has no portfolio, yeah. no testimonials, no anything. His first client was an $8,000 client because he's solving the problem that his client had. And so don't yeah. feel like you're stuck because you don't have, you know, a portfolio. Don't feel like you have to take on free or cheap clients to build your portfolio because that's going to burn you out and you're not going to get the results you're looking for. You're not going to be able to get your clients the results that they're counting on you for because you're going to be racing through everything because you're not making any money. So don't do that that's, stuff. That's great. That's great advice. I mean, I don't have a portfolio. I discourage people from having a portfolio because I said your clients don't care about what you've done for somebody else. Exactly. They just, they just really care. Can you solve my problem? So my portfolio normally is I have a blank piece of paper and a pen and I go <laughs> and I go ask questions to figure out where the problems are and then if I can if I can help them I'll say I can help you and here's how and if I can I'll say go over there they can help you like you said go get a free Wix site go set up a single landing page with lead pages right you don't need to have a uh, hundred pages of uh, content exactly but yeah that's really cool. So love, love that point. <laughs> you don't need a portfolio. I actually did an experiment. I, I, I launched a new C corporation in Nevada and I ran it for about 14 months with no website. Hmm. I actually sold my first contract before I had set up the email. So I had registered a domain, domain presented to somebody, signed a contract, got my information, went and opened a bank account because they had already mailed me the check. So now I had a corporate account and then cashed the check. Nice. So I think you're right. I mean, it really depends on your relationship and can you can you solve their problem? They don't really care about, uh, well, I don't know. Maybe they do. I just, I like your style. I think it makes a lot of sense for people that are listeners. If you guys are listening, you know, the ideas of spending, like you said, hours and hours and hours building a portfolio of free stuff to show your clients a big, huge stack of stuff that you've done before. Who cares? Just show them that you can solve their problem. Exactly. Yeah, I totally. Another another kind of side point on that with the portfolio thing is a lot of times, like we talked about earlier in the conversation, how like if you can show up with leadership and then leadership breeds confidence and confidence brings that high ticket investment, that chain of events there is really critical. But portfolios, that doesn't really add to that sequence because people will be like, oh, well, maybe they did it for them, but will it work for me? And so in your client's eyes, they're trying to connect the dots on like, if I hire this particular person to work with me, will I get the same results as those other people? And that's a much weaker argument than actually telling them how you're actually going to get the results for them. Kind of like you were just saying. Yeah. Or you may, you know, you may show them clients that are too large and they think, well, I can't afford him because look at all the clients they work with mm -hmm. or, or too small. They've never done anything really big. So, you know, they probably don't have the experience. Exactly. Yeah. You're, 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 they're not talking to me is basically what the idea is. Yep. Well, I'm just totally blown away that listening to your background from the tech work that you did with the government, uh, your transition and your energy and your focus and how you've moved your business and now you're helping other people leverage and grow their business. I think it's just so cool. Oh, thanks so much. So Lee, two questions and I'll let you get back to helping your clients, serving your clients, like you said, not selling them stuff. <laughs> who's, who's one guest do you think I should have my podcast? Well, one of the first people that I talked to years ago when I was really trying, because as we were talking about before, like I started out kind of working at the government doing all this tech stuff. Then I had this, this big phase where I was heavy into e-commerce and we launched this e-commerce platform with, you know, a lot of emphasis on like PCI compliance, like credit card payment security and everything. And I was trying to figure out how do you, how do I get that business kind of off the ground? Like, how can I, how can I tell the story of what we've got here with this payment platform to connect in with clients, and especially in the WordPress world? And the guy that I connected in with, his name is Chris Lima. And he gave me this tip, like, I mean, he gave me a lot of tips. He's a really smart guy. He's really <laughs> engaging to listen to. But the big tip that he gave to me was really focus on the benefits rather than the features. And that lesson that he taught me, I've taken and used you know, I use it all the time. It's, it's a really important aspect of communicating your message because nobody cares about the features until they buy into the benefits first. 
And uh, I used to do jujitsu like for a long time. And this is, you know, this, this quick little story really illustrates the point. And uh, I, for the longest time, my, my, I have an older brother. He and I had uh, been watching those old, like this, I, I don't know if, do you, do you ever watch those super old UFC fights, you know, where there was no weight classes, no time <laughs> zones, or no, do you just fight until somebody gives up? Did you ever, ever see any of that stuff? <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> it was that's, crazy. That's crazy, yeah. It really was. Well, there's this family out of uh, Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, the, the, the Gracie family. And like they were relatively about my size, about 180 pounds, 5'10", mm-hmm. whatever. And they were just like, they would just say, anybody can come and, and fight me. And, you know, and whoever wins, wins, right? There's no rules, no rounds, no weight classes. Let's just do it. And like these little, like I would consider myself to be relatively small compared to like football players, basketball players, these huge giant fighter guys. But every single time, this this guy Hoist Gracie would be like just just crushing these giants, and and this was like back in like 1995 or something like this, long time ago. And I thought to myself, well, if they ever teach how to do that anywhere near where I live, where I don't have to go to Brazil to figure it out, then I'm gonna go. And so uh, so it turned out that you know maybe I don't know maybe 10 years ago or something they uh, they opened up one of these gyms or whatever just down the street from my house and they were teaching Gracie jiu-jitsu and I was like I cannot believe it this is crazy and so, <laughs> so cool. I got up and I, I, I was I was working from home it was my lunch break I drove to the the gym and uh, and said hey you know I'm interested in signing up can you, you know, tell me about what's going on and like of course you get there and like on the wall it's like this guy that was the, the, the instructor it's like pictures and trophies of him winning all this stuff I mean he's, he's clear like this ninja black belt guy and nobody else was there it was just him because it was like lunchtime he, he did, most of the classes happen at night after work and everything and so he invites me in and like he's talking to me about everything and telling me all these awesome stories and gives me this little private lesson and you know i'm super jazzed up about it right because like I'm, I'm buying into the benefits really heavy because like i'm seeing all the, all the trophies and, and, and this private lesson and everything is great and then he's like okay so i sign up i get my gi and everything so i can come back well, the next day I come back in for the lesson and now everything is totally different because all the other guys are there and they're, they're in their geese that haven't been washed in ages. And there's this totally different smell of the place. <laughs> you know, people are like standing on your neck, twisting your arms into pretzels. It hurts. And like, here's, but those are the actual features of how do you learn how to fight like this? And so if he had started with the features and said, hey, you know, come into the come into the gym, let these heavy, stinky guys break your ribs, sit on your chest, stand <laughs> on your face. I would be like, no, I'm not doing it. There's no way. I would, there, there, nobody in their right mind would ever do that because you haven't bought into the benefits first, right? Like you have to buy into like, if I go through all these features, if I endure the pain of all these details, sure. then I'm going to come out the other side like Hoist Gracie where I can just like defeat giants at my, at my normal size. And so that's the, the kind of lesson that I thought Chris really taught me really well. And um, with the whole idea of like, first, you have to get into the benefits and then people are willing to invest in themselves by really digging into the features. So anyway, kind of kind of a, a long answer, but a bit of a, a short story, I guess, for why I think Chris would be a really cool person for you to uh, t- to talk to. Well, that's awesome. But I mean, it's also, you know, expands for our listeners, you know, the advantage of, of features, not benefits. I mean, this is no different than anyone going to the going to the gym or, you know, once you get there and you realize how much pain uh, there is to to get through the program, you know, you may have reconsidered, but you're now you're already in. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're so, already so in. I, I bought in because I wanted to do X and it's like, oh, well, someone forgot to tell me, you know, that I was going to have to do all these things to get there. <laughs> yeah. So where, where can people reach you, uh, learn more about what you're doing, connect with you? Sure, yeah. So the, the best way to get a hold of me is you can head over to my website, which is doublestack.net. And uh, and on there, you'll find a couple of things. Uh, I've got in the footer of the website, I've got links to my podcast. You'll also see a link. I've got a, a public Facebook group. Uh, it's called Building High Value WordPress Sites. And, uh, and if you want to join that, then every Tuesday at two o'clock Eastern, we get together for like a live session and it's free. And we just talk about this kind of the, the whole concept of really serving your clients with the types of technical skills that you have so that you can drive the kind of business results and, and outcomes that they're really counting on people to deliver. And so uh, so we talk about that. It's, it's a relatively big group. I mean, there's hundreds of people in it. So we can't really get super duper specific in terms of like exactly how you can dial in your specific marketing. But it's, uh, it's still a really cool place to join and be a part of a community of folks who are all like-minded, who really want to do more than just crank out websites for cheap prices. They really want to 
actually make a difference with their work and connecting with their clients in a deeper and more meaningful way. And so that's really cool. And if it sounds like this is the kind of work that you want to be doing, like you want to start you know, implementing some of the concepts that Doug and I were talking about here today, then I actually offer like a free phone call, like for 45 minutes and we can, you know, really dive into it. So if you feel like you want to, you know, level things up to the point where you're taking your tech skills and you're kind of adding that business development stack to it so that you can really, you know, pack a really strong punch when it comes to the the outcomes that you can deliver. Well, we can talk about that and, and really dial in your marketing and your pricing and really figure out, you know, what kind of offer should you be making? And we can talk about that stuff. It's totally free. It's 45 minutes. And then if at the end of that conversation, you kind of want to keep things going and, you know, you want my help kind of implementing the things that we've talked about during the call, like we can see if maybe the double stack program is a good fit for you. If not, that's totally cool too, but at least you've got this new perspective, this new direction, and you can really uh, you know, take that and you know, make a difference, not only for yourself, but for your clients too. Well, that's really cool. And by your energy level and the rate that you speak, I think you're going to give it an hour's worth of value out of a 45-minute call with you. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> you know, lots of times I listen to podcasts and I put them at 1.5 to listen to them because people talk a bit slow, but I really appreciate your energy. And uh, just a shout out. So tell us a bit about your podcast, then we'll let you let you go back to work. Sure. So the, the podcast is uh, pretty much a replay of what we do in the Facebook group. And, uh, and so we talk about things like, how do, you, how do you raise your prices without pricing yourself out of the market? How do you write proposals that tap into like urgency and scarcity, which is something that's you know, kind of overlooked when it comes to selling websites? Because you know, there really is no urgency because most people already have a website. There really is no scarcity because everybody can build a website. Well, how do you fix that? Or like you know, we talk about things like, should I, put the, should I put my prices on my website? And you know, what does that mean if I do? And what does it mean if I don't? And so so we, we kind of answer questions along those lines to try to help kind of people get pointed in the right direction. Because it really is. It's a fundamentally new approach to connecting in with clients. And so that's kind of what we talk about in the podcast. That's what we talk about in the Facebook group. And, and if that sounds like something that you're interested in, I'd love to, to introduce myself to you and meet you and, and have you be part of the group. Well, that's really cool. I'm uh, super uh, stoked to see that you're a new podcaster. Like you said, you're 10 episodes in. So I would suggest listeners head over there and uh, download uh, download an episode or two in iTunes. I'll make sure we transcribe the notes so you can follow up with Lee. I'll put the links down there. I know he's also on, on Twitter and on LinkedIn because I've connected with him there as well. So I'd encourage you to do the same. So thanks again, Lee, for uh, sharing with us and uh, just providing so much value. Well, thanks so much, Doug. It's been great. I'm really excited about it. Well, there you go, listeners. There's another episode of Real Marketing Real Fast. Today's pace was a little bit faster. I like the pace that we went through. There was a ton of information here, so you may need to slow the podcast down so you can take uh, take some good notes and uh, implement that. So stay tuned for our next episode. I look forward to serving you soon. That's all for this episode of Real Marketing Real Fast. Now it's time to take your marketing to the next level by visiting DougMorneau.com and downloading our advanced marketing white papers as well as exclusive resources based on today's episode. That's DougMorneau.com. Until next time, we look forward to serving you right here on Real Marketing Real Fast.